0: Been a while, but we are back in the loft. It's time for a podcast and it's time to talk about church. It's hot, it's summer. And it feels good inside though. It does. But it's gonna happen. It's Oklahoma. Summer in Oklahoma is always hot. It's just all there is to it. But I know people in the north who are getting hot too.
1: Well, we'd rather have the heat than cold.
0: I would much rather have the heat than cold. Yes. I'll take it any day and every day. Me too. Um,
1: The triple digits are a little harsh, but... Well, I'm okay. okay.
0: I like uh, triple single digits.
1: Triple single digits.
0: Can you figure that out? No. I mean, bonus points if you can figure it out. (laughs) Triple single digits. A hundred and two, a hundred and five, a hundred and eight. It's triple digits, but we're still in the ones, twos, threes, four. We're under a hundred and tens. I can handle those, but a hundred and ten, a hundred and eleven, hundred and twelve.
1: I like nineties. I'm a nineties girl.
0: I realized the other day that when you're a hundred and two, a hundred and five, a hundred and ten, that... Your body starts to adjust to that, and then the air conditioning gets really cold.
1: Yes. And then when you come inside, you're freezing.
0: Yeah. And so, how do you get your body to adjust to 105 outside, and then you walk in the house and it's, you know, 71 degrees? That's, you know, 34 degrees difference. Cooler. Yeah. So, that's like walking into a freezer. That's like being. You know, sixty outside and walking into a freezer—that's mm-hmm. not comfortable.
1: No, that's not comfortable. You just have to, you just have to come in and put on a blanket or put a blanket. So you, you know, know what I did? Or a hoodie? What did no, you do? That's, that's oh, not what you I turned did. Turned up the air?
0: No, nope, that's not what I did. I did what? turn the air up a little bit.
1: You sneak the air up sometimes?
0: I do, but I started wearing pants instead of shorts outside. Oh, it's weird, I know, but it keeps your body warm when you come inside (laughs) okay so it's i i never understood why farmers wear long sleeves mm -hmm. and jeans and they work outside all day but they say it actually keeps you cooler keeps them cooler keeps the sun off but it also helps you adjust to the cold climate of being inside air conditioning
1: well my dad said when you sweat then your clothes are wet and then the wind makes it like air conditioning. You get like a cool breeze. So yeah. that's why another reason it helps you stay cool
0: outside. That, that, that's kind of almost gross though.
1: It Well, it is unless you're dying of heat stroke.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but It's better than that. You know, being covered in sweat is just, that's no fun.
1: Mm-mm. But we like to sleep in the cold.
0: Somewhat cold. I mean, I don't seven, like to wake up hot. 71, 70, 70 71, 72. Yeah. But I know people who sleep in sixty-four degree weather.
1: Mm-hmm. You mean with the thermostat?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's no, it's a weather situation. <laughs> it's not. It's not. They air, have snow. It's weather. Yeah, in indoor <laughs> weather is what I call it when you can see your breath. Yeah, our sister-in-law is like that. Yes, she is.
1: It's. Um, we have
0: friends like that. It's too much. It's but just. But I'd much. rather
1: have it cooler and more covers than hot, where I'm throwing covers off and well, I'm still hot. That's miserable. No, I
0: have a problem with that. What? Because I can cover my whole body up, but my head is bald.
1: Well, I told you to get a stocking cap. Now, how strange
0: is that? I'm going to wear it's just a like winter. I'm going to wear a winter hat to bed in the summer. <laughs>
1: well, I'm sorry, I just but can't
0: do that. So that's all I can. Even though come up you, with. I can cover up and get my whole body warm, my head is still freezing cold. <laughs> I wish those of you that have hair could experience what it's like to not have hair for just a day. Now. I I save 30 or 40 minutes every morning. I don't have to wash my hair. I wash my head, but I don't have to wash my hair. I don't have to dry, dry it. it. I don't have to fix it. All that. you know, I shave my head every few days, but I, I do save time, and there's a lot of advantages. But there is nothing like walking under a cold air vent. Oh Yeah. Your head just freezes. Well, and, and when you're sleeping, it's the same way. You're sleeping there, whole body's warm, and your head's your just head's freezing cold. cold, and you can't sleep. So I've learned learned I have to cope with these
1: things. (laughs) It's it's rough. You take the good and the bad. It's rough.
0: Yeah. So anyway, let's talk about church. Let's talk about church. And we've been having a lot of church lately.
1: Yes. Oh, man. The summer Mm -hmm. has been packed since, let's see, we go all the way back to Messiah when we do our Easter production, and then we roll right into gold. That's right. And then into camp meeting. Then youth camp, yep. Then revivals where we we're preaching out,
0: and so we're in church all the time,
1: all the time, and including all the Sundays and Wednesdays.
0: Sunday morning, Sunday night. Being pastors, we're always, even if we weren't pastors, we'd always be in church. And then, when we have extra time on our hands, what do we do? Go to church. We go to church. <laughs> we did that last night. We That's had a, our date. We, we had an open Friday night where we could just do whatever we wanted to do which doesn't happen very often and we went to church because we love it that much.
1: Well if you go if you find churches in revival churches on fire for God let the Holy Spirit move we're in like
0: Flynn. That's right so you know let's talk about this what I want to do for the next few minutes is we want to talk about church and why it's just why we enjoy church that's what we're going to do so we're going to Help people understand why do we go to church so much we work at church we live at church we're always in church and then we keep going to church why do we love that so much let's talk about that for the next few minutes this okay. podcast is called let's talk about church okay let's do it all right so we went while we were in service last night um, Andrew Willis excellent excellent preacher
1: it was so good just did an
0: amazing job and it was awesome to be in service.
1: If you want a sermon that's not sugar coated whatsoever, Ooh, man, <laughs> step on your toes and all yeah. of those good things, then he's it, your guy.
0: That sermon last night was what I call hot hot salsa.
1: <laughs> it was good. It,
0: it was it was spicy. Yeah. like it's not. It'll like, keep talking back. <laughs> you better, you better. <laughs> when you dip that out, uh, you better be ready because it's it's there. Nothing. It there's no sugar so in that. But he brought out a, a scripture, and it's just a minor point. It wasn't even part of his sermon. He just happened to stop on it for a moment. And it's in Isaiah 6 and 3, and it says, And they were calling one to another, Holy, speaking of the angels, They were calling one to another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. And he stopped right there and said, At this moment, and I'm not going to be able to say it like he said it, But he said, At this moment, it occurs to me that the only way, that we're supposed to the design how God intended for us to have church is for us to actually gather together. Yes. And this is how we worship. And it says here we you know we always think and talk about worship being from from our hearts to God and that's true. It is, that is worship. But here it says they were calling one to another. Holy holy is the Lord God almighty. So this is speaking of the the fellowship and the power in our worship when we come together. And to think God is hearing not just one voice but multiple voices crying in worship, lifting him up. The power that comes is amazing when we come together. Yes. That's why the Bible says we're two or three are gathered. Yes. There he is.
1: That's why it's so powerful to get with a friend. You know, I had one of my friends called me just the other day and Actually, she checked, texted me and said, do you have time for a phone call? I just want to talk about Jesus. And I was like, well, now that's a good phone call right there when it starts with, I just want to talk about Jesus.
0: That's the best.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and when we come together and just start to tell each other about the goodness of God and how holy he is and how wonderful he is and how the whole earth is full of his glory, there's so much worship to him when our words are are going back and forth from each other about him I mean that's just a powerful form of worship and you can't do that when you're at home alone no you have to be together right. with your brothers and sisters in Christ that's, to give that kind of worship there's a worship that's just from you straight to Jesus and then there's a worship that goes from person to person horizontal. about him yeah yes, it's so good yeah, yes that, that was it, such an amazing point I loved it
0: oh that's exactly right and you know the 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 Bible, uh, clearly talks about us being together. I'll give a few scriptures about that in just a moment. But you know it says where two or three are gathered together, touching, and I'm paraphrasing here, but where we come together touching anything, it can be done. We can expect God to move when we come and unite our faith together. But there's nothing like the sound of people together in worship or where two voices Mm -hmm. become one voice or five voices become one. That's the very very basis of a choir is Mm -hmm. that exact thing. Yeah, so cool. The choir comes together. Everybody sings their own notes or parts, I should say. You, you, You know, altos, tenors, sopranos. They come together and make one voice, and there's no way that one person can make the voice of a choir. There's no way. Lucifer had that ability in heaven. He lost it, but no one else has been able and will ever be able to do that. That's why we come together to worship. And so, let's break down the church service. Let's talk about church. Let's get back let's get back to the practical. This is going to be a it's not going to be a deep uh, theological discussion. This is a practical discussion of why we love church and why you should love church too. So, church, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. What do you find is the best way to prepare yourself mentally physically spiritually emotionally what's the best way to prepare yourself for a church service because a lot of times we miss what we what is intended for us in a church service because we're not prepared and ready right
1: well you and i both know that there's a huge difference between starting a church service and people are coming in you know with the weight of the world on their shoulders and they're coming in with all of the things that they had to deal with that week or that morning or whatever and you can tell that there's so much residue on them that it's almost like kind of chiseling away at that stuff before we can really get in the presence of god and get people in that mindset but then there's there are other times when people come in and they're just ready to go they are excited to be in the house they're excited to worship jesus they are they left all their weight Somewhere else, you know, and they just walked in ready to worship, and they just know that there's so much freedom in the presence of God that they are in that mindset ready to go. And that's a huge difference between those two scenarios. And so, of course, um, as ministers, we love the second one so much when people come in ready to go. But the way that I personally get ready for church is when I get up on Sunday morning, I I pray, I put on some good fiery preaching or worship music. And I'm while I'm in the shower, I'm worshiping, speaking in tongues, right? All the things preparing myself because, you know, we have to do the same exact thing and and be ready and get all the the, um, you know, the Bible says to lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily besets us. And and we, of course, um, keep ourselves clean from sin and repent if we've done anything. But those weights, you know, that just seem like things that we carry around. We'll still make it to heaven with them, but it's just not going to be a very fun journey. If we uh, get those off of us before we come into the house of God, man, we will we will get places. That's right. That's right. And it's an amazing journey that way.
0: Exactly. So, you know, today's Saturday and, um, you know, Saturday, a lot of people are not working. Some do, but some most aren't working on Saturday. It's important to get yourself rested, get things out of the way so you're not thinking about, you know, get get the the things done at the house, get the things done that you could possibly that could possibly distract you so that on Sunday you're giving God your all because you and I both know you can sit down and watch a football game or watch your favorite movie and just procrastination is so much easier when you do those things you sit there and it's like i'll do it later i'll do well at least for some people they just i'll do it later i'll do it later but then when you get in the house of god or you sit down to 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 spend some time with him all of a sudden those things are so important all of a sudden now those things weigh on your mind or those things will tempt you from even going to church Well, you know, you have so much to do, you know, it'll be okay. Just catch it online or you can just, you know, you'll go go next week or something. It'll be all right. Just you've got to get these other things done. Recognize the Bible says not to be ignorant of Satan's traps or devices. devices. Right. And that's what it's talking about. Those are the traps that we can get into. It looks good. A trap doesn't look like a trap, does it? No. You have to. A trap is something that you're lured into. You know, when you put the cheese on the mouse trap, the cheese looks really good. That's why the mouse comes and gets <laughs> it. He don't even notice that it's a trap. Right. And that's how it is. We have to be careful because Satan does the same thing to us when it comes to the house of God. It's a trap. It's okay to miss a little bit here and a little bit there. It's okay, uh, you know, to kind of mentally check out in this service. You just, just go through the motions. Right. And before you know it, your spirit, man, is suffering. We're we're in Oklahoma right now, where it just hasn't rained much in the past month at all. We got a little bit of rain the past few days, and it's sad because you you know we're we're in a part of Oklahoma called Green Country. The eastern side of Oklahoma is pretty green. The western side of Oklahoma is really really right. desert desolate brown. But we're <laughs> we're in the Green Country, but our Green Country's turning brown. Yeah, it is. And the reason it's turning brown is because it's there's no water, and we are the same way spiritually the bible speaks of the word and 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 the water uh, of water we heard a great message last night where part of it was about mm, water so good and the bible talks about the importance of it spiritually yes. and spiritually we have to water this innermost being we the roots have to find what find the, the, the river the river yeah and that's where we flourish and miss a service here miss a service there check out here of a service you know, put it on the back shelf, and we're just like these plants and trees around here that are struggling to live.
1: Shriveling up and getting
0: yeah. dry and cracked. We go from, e- we, all of a sudden, we're not in eastern Oklahoma. We're in western Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> and then it gets real bad when you get to west Texas and you get to Arizona. And and before you know it, you were in a land that, that was, in a place that was, you flourishing, were flourishing. And right. all of a sudden now, mm-hmm. you're in a desert. Why? Just because you took the bait. Yep. checked out of church for just a little bit. And
1: so if the enemy is going to try to keep you out of church, it must be pretty important.
0: That's exactly right. So why? He, he don't keep us from other things.
1: No. So why, if it, if it's so important that he's going to uh, try to trick you and use devices and weights and all of these things to keep you from coming to church, then why is it so important? That's right. There's so many reasons. And, you know, one, one thing is, you know, there are, is strength and there is safety in numbers. And when you have brothers and sisters in Christ around you, and when you have a pastor, let me tell you something. If you don't have a pastor, you need a pastor. That is biblical that you uh, need a pastor. I don't care if you're a minister. I don't care if you're an evangelist, a missionary, whatever you do for the Lord, you have to have a pastor over you because there's a thing called accountability. And we, as ministers, we have to be accountable to a pastor, and we as Christians should be accountable to one another. The Bible says that, that we uh, we have each other to bring strength.
0: That's right.
1: And you know, your brother and sister in Christ can can kind of yank you and say, "Hey, I think, you know, let's pray about this. Yeah. I, I see something going on here, and I want to help you, and I want to pray with you." Well, if you don't have that community of a church body and a church family, then you may not have anybody to 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 see something that they can see very clearly. And maybe you can't, That's right. you know, and I love it when people say, you know what, you know, my best friend, um, Angie, she, she and I have that relationship where, you know, she can call me and we can talk about something. And, and if I'm out of line, she'll just tell me yeah, and say, I don't know. I think you better do this and, or whatever the case may be. But there's, um, so much strength in that and wisdom and a multitude of counsel and, there are so many reasons that well, you need a church body. That's right.
0: And maybe, you know, we live in such a selfish, selfish culture now. It's global, really. Um, it's all about me. And the reason I go to church is for what I can get from me. And the reason I don't go to church is because it's about me. I'm too busy. I'm too this, yeah. I'm too that. But what about this thought? What if maybe we need to go to church today because somebody else is going to need what I might be able to say to them. That's good. Or a hug. Yeah, or a, or smile. a smile or just a
1: friendly or voice. Uh, My goodness. Exactly.
0: Exactly. But you know, if we just keep it about me and myself, then we're we're playing right into the devil's trap. Sure. And so there's so many reasons we need to go to church. The word says in Hebrews 10:25, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Now, this, I was reading King James Version. you can read whatever version you want. Not one version says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together online on Facebook, mm-hmm. on websites or whatever That's not assembling together, right It's just not. and we, when we come together to feast physically for physical food, we sit to get we have to come together to do it right. you can prepare the meal in one place, but everybody has to come to the place.
1: Everybody has to come to the table.
0: everybody's got to come to the table. Or even in the world, everybody got to come to the restaurant. Everybody got to come to the place where the food is being prepared. Right. And it's the same way with this, with the presence of God. There's so much power when we come together. Now, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhort one another even more as you see the day approaching. The day approaching is talking about the rapture of the church. Right. The the day is coming where the church will be caught away. We're not right. going to get into all that today. Uh, maybe someday we'll get my dad on here for a podcast and we'll do some uh, end time stuff that's way beyond where what, I'm <laughs> be what he can teach is more than I could teach, but we can get some fundamentals about that. But here's what we know. Every day we live is one day closer to the rapture of the church, and every day we live is even more According to Hebrews ten twenty five, even more we need to be in church. Right. Even and more.
1: And go back to where it says, exhort one another. Talk to us about that.
0: It says right here, exhort one another so much the more, just as I was just saying.
1: Right. We need each other to live each We've got to have other each other.
0: Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. In other words, there will be, you know, in in Hebrews 2,000 years ago when this book was put together, there was a word and a warning about there will be people and there will be a trap and a device that portrays church as not having to come together. It says right. don't do it as some have, but rather exhort one another. Right. We've got to, just like we talked about in the book of Isaiah, chapter 6 and verse 3, it says they were the angels were calling together or calling to one another. Holy, holy, holy. There's so much importance about coming together, yes. about getting in um, worship together, fellowship together. Um, we've got to have each other. Otherwise, the devil's going to beat you up, and he's not going to play fair. It's going to be you versus him, and you versus him is not going to win. We've got to have each other.
1: We've got to have each other. And, it, and it's amazing how just the smallest kind thing can go so far and help someone and lift someone up. And, That's you right. know, they may be with just mean people all week long, mm-hmm. but they, you know, I always, when I was a little girl, my very favorite day was Sunday and Wednesday because I got to go to church on those days. We went, my dad would, he, he's Mr. Not on time, but early everywhere we go. If you're
0: not early, you're late.
1: Yes. And if we were not going to be 30 minutes early to church, then we didn't go because we were late. And let me just tell you something. We never missed church. We got there and I'm not so as punctual as my dad, but, um, But we went to church and we went early and we got there in time to help do whatever needed to be done. And we stayed late. We were the first ones there, last ones to leave. And it was my favorite thing in the whole world because I loved coming together and worshiping Jesus. It was fantastic. It was a wonderful thing. And if we come to church with that attitude, like this is, well, this is the thing. Americans need to just remember this every day that we are not a persecuted church here in America. Yet we do face some persecution, but not like you're going to get thrown in jail. If you go to church, we're not at that point. So we need to come because we're free to do so. That's right. And we're free to worship Jesus and say the name of Jesus and not be, um, you know, we don't have to be in an underground church. We can do it loud and clear and over the airwaves and, and all of the things. And for us to take that for granted is just wrong. Sure. And for us to take for granted that we have a place to go to church with brothers and sisters in Christ, for us to take that for granted is wrong. And and let me just brush on this just for a minute, because I know, and I'm not being insensitive whatsoever, because I know there are um, real cases of real Church hurt, you know that phrase. But here's the thing: number one, God can heal whatever. Number two, if you were hurt in church, that was not God. Number three, if you get hurt, don't stop going to church. Nope. And you, here's the thing: I I know so many people that have had issues with teachers or coaches in schools, you know through throughout many years, you know, you you hear of this teacher was not nice to my kid and this principal wasn't fair and this coach wasn't fair, whatever, yada yada. But they never took their kids out of school. Sure. Right. I mean, and I'm not talking <clears throat> about extreme cases like abuse. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just offense, okay? Nobody took their kids out of school and said we're not going to school anymore. And so um and while I, I I'm sensitive that that there are abuse reasons. I'm not talking about that, but I'm just talking about if something didn't go your way, if you were a little offended, whatever, we have to get past that and put such a priority on going to church that devil, you ain't going to stop me. Nobody's, you know, if so-and-so didn't say hi to me in the hall or so-and-so sat in my seat or so-and-so, all those little petty, silly things that are even embarrassing, honestly, to say, but it happens, You got to put that aside and go, you know what? I'm going after God and there's nothing stupid like that. That's going to derail me because I love Jesus and I want the fire of God and I want the oil of God. And I, I preached a message on the oil recently and I said it, it has to be so important to you that those other things that can derail you and cause you to not have the oil and the anointing on your life are so unimportant that you're like, I'm not risking losing the anointing on my life for some little thing for some little yep. offense or some little, you know, mishap or whatever it may be right. that you just can forgive. You can go on, let the offense go and be at church and be ready to go. That's right. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. That's good preaching right there. Because we, uh, we've all had our order wrong at a restaurant, but we still keep going to restaurants. Yeah. Most of the time we still go back to go the, back same, to the restaurant same restaurant that <laughs> messed up our order. Yeah. So uh you know it's just it, it, th- those things are pay- if we if we're going to live in the end times which we are yeah and we're going to get hurt over some of the silly things that mm-hmm. we just you just talked about devil is going to beat us all to pieces yeah we got to get we got to get a deeper root system to where we're yes, a lot more grounded. Right a lot more That's grounded good. than that. I mean, the Bible says don't be moved about with every wind of doctrine. You better have some roots. Yeah. You better have some doctrinal truth. And you better have a foundation that nothing moves you from. It doesn't mean the storm's not going to come, problems, mm-hmm. issues, hurts, whatever, but it's not going to move you from your foundation. That's right. And our foundation has to be in Acts chapter 2, it all started in the very first church. Was in Acts chapter two in the upper room. That's where this church age started, and it's just it's just got to be. It's a foundation. So let's get back. Okay, preparing for church. We talked about that, and then church starts with worship. Let's talk about the worship service. What's your favorite part about the what? Wor- now you're a worship leader, so you see it from a different perspective um, than you know. Most of the people probably listening to us are not worship leaders. Yeah. They're in the pew. They're 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 in the uh, you know in the sanctuary worshiping. What's the important thing? What do you love the most about the worship service?
1: Well, I love that it changes the atmosphere. And that can happen really quickly or really slowly, depending on what we talked about earlier, The if people are come ready in prepared and ready. Because we have to break through a lot of things. Um, and sometimes it's super fast and easy, and sometimes it's not. But I think that people, you know, worship leaders... We worship, you know, and I always keep this in my mind. We, I have an audience of one. So when I worship, when I sing whatever I songs I pick, all of the, th- the things that go into preparing, it's for Jesus. It's to worship him. It's to lift him up. It's not to make um so-and-so happy or, you know, what will the people like. It's not a show. It's not a show. All of those things. But if we all came in with that attitude like I don't care I mean you could sing peanut butter and some people are going to worship you know they're just going to be down on their face worshiping Jesus you know it doesn't yeah. matter right and um and that's how we all should be is you don't have to sing uh my very favorite song or if you sing a song that I'm not crazy about it doesn't matter I'm going to worship or a new song that I don't know yet I don't have to know the words I'm just going to worship Jesus I'm just going to I'm just going to get right into the presence of God and break through some atmosphere. So that's my favorite thing about worship is that it changes the atmosphere, and it really, really does.
0: It changes the atmosphere in the room. Yes. And it also changes the atmosphere inside your spirit, that's right. man. That's right. Inside your mind, mm-hmm. inside your heart. And, yes. And, and, and what you're angry about all of a sudden goes away, and you realize, I've got so much to, to rejoice about. Yes. It. You know, whatever whatever word the worship song is, you know, it it's... Doesn't really, um, you know. We all have our favorite worship songs, but the point is, when we come to a, a place where our heart, we're worshiping from our heart. Then, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't matter if it's a fast song, a slow song, if it's the best worship leader or the the most talented, or the sound is perfect, or th- whenever it's from your heart. You can. Yeah. We watch people that worship. With nothing in other countries, you know, you see everybody now sees the videos online and people, you know, they're come together in dirt floors and they got a drumstick, a megaphone. A, <laughs> megaphone, a drumstick and a five gallon bucket. Yeah, come on. And they can worship the in power such a, a way. that power of God comes right. down. That's right. Why? It's because they've entered into a place of worship. Yes. And it's not just a worship is not. Don't get me wrong. I love, love, love great music. Yes. Love it. Same. But worship is not great music. No worship is not talented music right. worship is not it's certainly not smoke and lights and 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 things that entertain us worship, that's not worship worship isn't the best sound system worship is all of a sudden i can abandon myself to it's not it's not about who's next to me who's to the right or to the left this is like you said me and him it's just one true on one. worshipers true worshipers. even though you might be in a crowd of 50 100 or 5000 I'm lost in a place yes. of just my heart is crying out to God, and then you you mix your worship with one another one and another one, and then you go back to the very first church, which is in Acts chapter two in the upper room. It said they were all together in one mind and in one accord. Now we're getting somewhere, because now we we take and on a Sunday morning we're all worshiping together. We all, yes. we all come from different places, and some had good weeks, some had bad weeks. Mm-hmm. But now all of a sudden, we're all in one mind, and we're here for one reason. Not to be entertained, right? but because we're abandoning ourselves. It's just we come here for this is God's day, and yeah. we're going to worship him. And the, that's why we start the service that way. Yes, and, and, and it changes the atmosphere externally, but it also changes the atmosphere internally.
1: God said, send Judah first. That's right. Judah Judah is praise. praise. Right. Right.
0: Judah is praise. We enter
1: his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And he inhabits the praises. Of, of his, his people, people mm. plural. Yes, he inhabits the praises and of then, his people. Uh,
0: my favorite description of the word "inhabits." It, there's so many different. You know, you can do a study for a month on just that. But yeah. it, it actually there's several meanings that you could draw from. But it means that he sets up a place to live. Inhabits the I praises. Love that. He sets up a place and says, "Okay, this is where I'm going to live. That's this amazing. is not. It's not where I'm visiting." It's not. This is where I'm going to live. I'm going to live right. I'm staying. I'm not leaving. I'm staying right here. You know, we look outside and we have in our yard. We have roadrunners, rabbits. (laughs) We've seen. Um. Uh. What what are some of the uh, fox? uh, We we have and we have all kinds of different animals. This is the, this is the habitation that they like. This is where this this part of Oklahoma, we're right here on the water. They like to be close to the water. They like to run in the woods to the you know to the side of our house. This is where they are living. They're not going anywhere. Right. We came in. We built a home. There's a lot of other homes built around us. We mow the grass. We do all. But no, this is where they like to live. Yeah. We live here now, but really we live on their land is what they think because they've decided this is this is where we are. We're not going anywhere. And that's what it's like when we when we worship God. Things go on. Situations happen. But once we we when we live in a place of worship and we come and worship on Sundays and Wednesdays or whatever at the church service church services, God lives in that. Yes. And in that place, your spirit man jumps to life. And the flesh just melts in the presence of God. And
1: and you're, you know, sometimes our situations don't change immediately, but when our atmosphere changes, then we can live in that situation in victory. That's right. You know, we can pray from a place of victory or praise from a place of victory, you know, and... And it just changes. That's how it changes the atmosphere, and it breaks right. yokes and breaks bondages. That's how people have joy in the middle of a storm. Yeah, because if they give God praise, and that's not only at church, but if you live a life of praise, then, like you said, He sets up. Say it again. He inhabits, sets
0: a, he inhabits the pra- the praises of His people. He sets up a place to live.
1: Sets up a place to live. Yes. That's my that's favorite. That's my I love that. F- that,
0: that. I heard that years and years ago, and I've done some studying on it, and it just sticks with me. He, this is this is live. where I'm going to live. Yeah, he inhabits. He Ooh, comes that's in. Good. Says that's I'm good living stuff. here. So that's the worship service. So then worship service followed by the preaching of the word. And so let's just let's talk about preaching. The pre- what's the, what's the importance of hearing the preached word and not just you know. Well, we could hear You know what you're going to hear is well. I could just turn on, you know, a, a, a TV preacher, or turn on, go online to my favorite preacher, and just hear a message. What's the importance of coming together to hear the preached word? And it's this is this is um, probably leads up to what's the, the the cry of my heart when it comes to church. The preaching of the word is the truth. It, to me, it's like the hammer. That is just, and the Bible even says, Mm -hmm. "My word like a hammer." Yes, it It, breaks it it in pieces. It's like a hammer that just dents the devil's head. Yeah, I can just see when I think of the preached word, I think of a hammer coming down on the head of a serpent, Mm, and or or the heel, our our heel, because the Bible says that our heel will bruise the serpent's head. head. And so, whenever we hear the preached word, it just it it confirms, it corrects and it the uh, it changes it rebukes rebukes it it's if you don't like the preach word then really you're not a parent because if you've ever done the right things as that's a true. parent yeah. you've preached to your kids yeah. <laughs> true what if your kids said we know you know they they're going out they're staying out too late they're doing things they're not supposed to do and you set them down and you're going to talk to them about why that's you know not good for them what if they just turned to you and said well i'm not a big fan of, you know, your message right now. Could I you think, record this and I, I'll play it back? <laughs> yeah, let, record it and I'll watch it online. You know, what What if what if your kid told you, wait a minute, I know another parent that I like their message better. So I'm going to go to their house and listen to their message <laughs> because funny. all they do is talk about, you know, messages that make that kid feel good. I want to go over there. Yeah. We have to have the preach Well, heart.
1: you're never going to grow. I'll you're, tell you that right now. You're
0: never going to grow, and not all preaching is correction. Right. But but if we can't accept the corrected the correction that comes from preaching, then we can't accept the benefits of pre, uh, of the preached word and of the written word and of the spoken mm-hmm. word. We can't accept the blessings if we can't accept the correction. Right. The and Bible says all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and instruction. Yes doctrine is what what, we know what doctrine is yes doctrine for uh, all scriptures given by inspiration of god is profitable for doctrine for reproof correction instruction that the man of and in righteousness that the man of god may be perfect Mm. thoroughly furnished unto all good works so what is it telling us if you can't take the reproof the correction and the instruction then you're not furnished and ready for the good works
1: i like i like to say equipped as well Yes, you got to be equipped with the Word of God so that you can do the good works. You
0: can't. That's right. You can't get. You know, <laughs> so many, so many churches and ministries are just based on works. But if you're not equipped with the Word, your works don't mean anything. Yeah. And even the Word, even oh, excuse me, even the world, even the you know those that aren't Scripture based uh, organizations do some good things. Sure. Yeah. But they're not making life. They're, they're not changing lives right. unless the word is involved because that's what corrects us. And that's what the preach word does on Sunday. Even, I don't care, like you and I said, we've been in church and we stay in church. We're in church more nights than we're not in church, it seems like. yeah. But even, even us and everybody else, every sermon I hear, something in there just oh, pierces yeah. my heart. I got to get better on that. I got to change that. And
1: that's the amazing thing about the word of God is that when somebody's preaching the word and there's multiple people listening, every person is going to get something different from that. That's right. The Holy Spirit is going to take that multifaceted word of God that we can never, we can study it until eternity and we still won't know it all. We won't know all the depths of it. But it can affect and touch and transform every single person in a different individual way. That's right. And I love the scripture that says the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword it's living it's alive it's it's growing it's moving and when i'm sitting here i've got my bible right in front of me looking at it going the only way that this one scripture if i read it 20 times i would get 20 different things out of it is if it was alive
0: that's right isn't that amazing that's it it.
1: it's it's alive and moving and it's powerful because when it's spoken something happens when the word of god is spoken when it's preached When it's prophesied, Mm -hmm. you know, there's there's a definition of the word prophesy that means speak the word of God boldly. Mm -hmm. And when it is spoken, it's powerful, so powerful that it changes things. It transforms things, and it sets things in motion, and it creates. Because God created the world by speaking it. He said, let there be light. He said, let there be, let there be, let there be. He spoke these things. It was the spoken word of God, and that's why the preached word of God is so inv- very important to right. hear the preached Word of God because when it is spoken, it creates something.
0: That's right. And the Word says, who has ears to hear, let him let hear. Let him hear. We and want so to have was, ears to hear. That's right. People, people, Everybody wants to give their opinion, but it's more important that we listen and let the Word teach and correct. And it's not just correction. The Word, you know, the messages are whatever God spoke to the shepherd to release to the pastor but it, you know, if you need healing, if you need deliverance, if you need freedom, if you need joy, if you need whatever, that's where you get fed and that's where you find yes. the knowledge of it. And that's where you get the instruction. I mean, the, you know, if I were to tell somebody were to tell me yeah, the best restaurant in town is so and so, well, OK, how do I get there? Tell and how do how, you know it's good? How and do you how do I know it's that? good? Yeah, I want to hear that. That's what the word of God is on Sunday morning. Yes. This is the goodness of God. This is the this is the what what the word will bring. It's the promises of God, and then that leads us to the last thing. And then we'll finish up, and we can talk about this last one for another hour. Yes, and that's the altar service because my pet peeve is we had worship, we had uh, you know a great message, and we're ready for to see the The manifestation of, of what, what was, preached. was preached, right? And they just say, "Okay, you can go now." Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I don't go to the restaurant and say, "I'll have the filet mignon with mashed potatoes and corn and whatever we'll dessert have the special you just told me about." That sounds so good. Yeah. And then they say, "Okay, you just you know you we'll it, it's down. We'll put your order in, and then you're gone." and then you just leave. Who does that? Nobody Without leaves before. Nobody no, leaves no. before the food's delivered. No. And so to me that's what the altar service is and this is what's disappeared from churches. Churches don't most churches don't do it anymore because it makes the world uncomfortable. Well, it should. If it doesn't make the world uncomfortable, then it's making God uncomfortable. Yeah. Darkness and right. light don't mix. Right. And if God if God is doing what he wants to do, the world's going to say, "Wait a minute." your flesh is going to say, wait a minute, your flesh is going to try to withdraw. But that's why we crucify the flesh. That's why we we preach the word that is offensive. That's why we preach the word that doesn't always mix with our uh, flesh. It doesn't ever mix with our flesh because that's what brings about miracles and healings yes. and the fire of God and demonstration. And so the altar service, you know, I mean, take it back, you know, you're not a pretend like you know go go to the services where you're not a preacher go to the services where you're not in ministry and you're sitting there hearing the word of god preached what what are you thinking about what what excites you as you're thinking you know as the as the preaching's about to end and the and you know the altar service is coming right. what's going on
1: oh well i i'm looking forward to especially when it's you know such a powerful powerfully anointed um, message. I'm thinking. I want impartation. I can't wait till the altar service yes. for the impartation because you've got, you you've been in the praise and worship. The Lord has built a habitation. He's built a house right in the middle of your praise. Yes, you're hearing the powerful word of God and it's transforming your life and and you're you're feeling all purged and corrected and straightened up cleaned up cleaned up and you and you're seeing things in a different light your perspective is changing and then you're ready for the impartation of the anointing that's right and hands being laid on you that impartation from that man of god who has and people need to um you know really realize how much preparation a man of god or woman of god um how much they put into a message how much they put into a service they pray and they they've probably put their lives into it not just the week before you know it's it's (laughs) it's a lifestyle it's a life um long commitment to have a fresh word from god to listen and hear the holy spirit to move according to the holy spirit to be willing to be changed at the last minute to do what the holy spirit says and i want a part of that in the altar service i want that impartation of the anointing I want to get drunk on the Holy spirit. Yes. I want some floor yes. time. And I always say I've gotten my best revelations from God in the floor because that's when I'm there, the anointing so strong and all of my, it's like my mind is shut off and my spirit is speaking, yes. you know, and the Holy spirit is speaking to me. And, uh, and that's just, you know, that's just the, that's where it's at. I don't know. That's, that's just my favorite. Yeah. That's, that's that. <laughs> it's it's not complete until it's that. Right. Well, they, it says, uh, i've not come to you with enticing words I'm, I'm pulling that up right that? now that's exactly where i'm going okay it's almost like we're married and we it, think it, it is it's almost like we've had this conversation before
0: yes and the word of god says uh in, in the new testament we've not come to you with enticing words of man's wisdom but second it's uh, first corinthians two and four my speech and my preaching we're talking about the preaching right, we're the talking preacher. about the we're right. talking about that great message did what it's supposed to do yeah you know corrected encouraged got me ready but my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom that's why it bothers me when and i know I'm, I'm, i'm trying not to be real picky here i'm not but please hear what i'm saying it bothers me when we get our favorite preacher and you know we all have people we love that you know, really speak to us. I'm not saying that's... But right. don't shut right. off everybody else thinking, yeah, sure. you know, it's got to be a fancy sermon. It's got to right. be this message that makes me feel this way. Some of the most powerful revelations often come from people that you never expect it to right. come from because it speaks to you. But the word says, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words. Don't just look for the popular message right. or preacher that's out there. It's not with enticing words of man's wisdom. But in demonstration, the purpose of the preaching is for the demonstration. Demonstration. The reason Mm -hmm. for the preaching is for the demonstration of the Spirit. It says, of the Spirit and of power. Yes. That your faith, we're still not done. So that. (laughs) Say that. "That Stop right there. So that. Your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. Yes. But your faith comes, the last line says, But in your faith stands in the power Power. of God. Yeah. I mean, here's the deal. You hear a great message that excites you. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a promise. And then you go up in the altar service and the pastor, the preacher, the minister lays his hands on you and you feel the power of God. Mm -hmm. You don't be able to remember every word that was spoken over the course of the next few days. You got your notes and you can draw back on your notes and thank God for that. But you'll never forget the power of God that right. touched you. You don't forget we yeah. still i can I can talk to you and and we can talk and compare stories of altar services from twenty five years ago. Remember that time this happened, right. but I don't remember the messages that were preached that night, yeah. My spirit, I believe, does, and oh, yeah, that that's definitely. all deposited in my yes. spirit, but I can draw back and remember, just sure. like it says right there, my faith is not in the wisdom of men, but it's in the power, power of, of God. God. I remember when the power of God came and, yes. and was in such power and demonstration, and you don't forget those times. You don't forget those times. And you that's know, I know it's real. Why? Because I experienced it.
1: Because I experienced the demonstration. The demonstration. The 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 manifested power of God. That's it. So that, and that's what people need to realize. That's why I, I, in my generation revival Revival class, I stopped on that. So that, because it's the demonstration and of the spirit and of the power so that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God, he shows you the demonstration of the power and he shows you the manifested. You experience the manifested presence of God so that your faith will be in the power of God. That's right. You know that God is real, that his power is real, that it's tangible and touchable and feelable. And it, it, you feel it on your body. You feel heat or fire or, tingling or you fall out under the power or whatever the chart i mean so many things like that i can't even name them all right um but it's so that your faith will be in the power of god yes because you're going to need the power of god you're
0: going to need that power we need it every day you need that impartation amen you won't forget it you you you, you go touch a live wire uh that's that electricity (laughs) you won't forget Mm -hmm. oh wait a minute (laughs) it's that thing It's the power that was in that. that You you, felt it. Yeah, it made an imprint in your mind Yeah, that if I touch that, that's going to happen. It's the same way with this. Whenever we get in the altar and we we let God begin to demonstrate what was preached, it makes an imprint. It makes a mark. Yes, it And you just don't forget it.
1: You know, one of my favorite stories from um, our last Gold Conference was a lady. She messaged me on Facebook after the conference, and she said, I fell out for the very first time at the gold conference. And she said, when I got home and started reading my Bible, the word of God jumped off the page.
0: That's amazing.
1: Isn't that cool? That's she the, said, I yeah. experienced the power of God in a manifestation yes. in a way that I never had in my whole life. And she's been a Christian for yes. a long time. And she said, after that happened, when I read my Bible, the word of God jumps off the page. Right. I was like, that is so amazing. Yes. It's just so amazing.
0: Yes. And it gets to a place, it gets to a place where, um, You just, you want it, you crave it, you desire it because you, every time that you experience the power and demonstration of God, it's like, what, what's, what now? What did God do in me? What, what is this week going to come? come from this week or in the next few days or what of the word is going to jump alive that never has before or yes. what power did God put in me that he wants right. me to use for right. somebody else. Right. It, you know, he, you you might get knocked in the floor, laid out under the power on a Sunday night or a Sunday morning or whatever. And then on Tuesday, you see someone who's hurting, someone who needs ministry, someone who needs a healing. And all right. of a sudden you're full and you're ready to go. Yes. And, and you're you can, bold. And you're bold. That's where that boldness comes from.
1: When you're operating under the power of the Holy Ghost, That's right. you'll do things that, when the anointing lifts off of you, you're <laughs> I mean, like, what, what did I, what I do?
0: They, <laughs> what just happened That's why in Acts there? chapter 2, happened? it says they were, they were uh, the, the people on the streets said they were drunk. Yeah. It's early in the morning. What's yeah. going on? How are they drunk? They weren't drunk on new wine or, or on wine. They were drunk on the new, new wine. wine. Yes. They were drunk on the power yes. of the Holy Ghost. Ghost. And they and had to have that. They had to have it
1: because uh, it was a new thing then. Yes. Nobody had seen that before. Yes, yes. They had to have the boldness yes. to just go and say, "You, you need to repent, That's right. get saved, and filled with the Holy Spirit." That's right. and,
0: and and just like the the it, the example you gave of someone from the conference that that sent that right. uh, message to yeah. us, which is so awesome. There and, and I also know some other things that was said from the same person. I, I believe it's the same person that said I experienced a touch. In The altars, I was. I fell out under the power, and I want it so bad again yeah. and again and yes, again yes. and again yep. because there's it just feels your it's like it's what your spirit wants,
1: and it's okay to get addicted to that. It's so it's okay, and you <laughs> and should get addicted it's, to it. It is addicting.
0: Tell well, well, uh, let's tell a story here. People love stories, well, and okay. we'll finish. My what well, it's not my favorite. I, I have a, bunch a lot of, of favorites. favorites, yeah. Tell the story about when we were at our friend's church. In Tulsa, and the offering came, and the pastor said, "Oh yeah, the preacher said that you know at the offering, he felt like he was going to lay hands on people as they brought their offering real fast, and he said you know we're we're going to have uh, altar service at the end, so I want you just to come up here, I'm going to lay hands on you, try not to fall out and just try to you know just receive it and turn around and go back to your seat, bring your offering, and then turn around and go back to your seat and so I put the offering in the check, and we were on about the seventh, eighth, ninth row. We weren't near the front. And I handed you the offering envelope, and you took it up to the front. What happened?
1: Well, he laid hands on me, and I fell out right there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You tried not to, right? (laughs) Right. But I,
1: you know, I just don't have the ability to resist the power of the holy spirit I, just, I don't and i don't want
0: because you're addicted to,
1: to it because i'm addicted to it and i mean i think i really try i was like okay i'm gonna make it back to my seat i just didn't make it back to my seat
0: you didn't no. you didn't and, and that's okay and that's so and it's not okay it's better than yeah. okay it's how we should be yeah we yeah. should have such an, a, sensitivity a sensitivity and a And just no tolerance for the outpouring of his glory to where, you know, it doesn't take, uh, you know, uh, it doesn't take my favorite, you know, revival my favorite you know we call them camp meetings for some of you that don't know or or some or my favorite conference or my favorite preacher for me to receive the power of god i'm ready when he wants to pour himself out yes. and it doesn't matter what it looks like it doesn't matter where i'm at i just want i want god to be able to move on me yes. in demonstration amen that's why we have the altar service and so this is the completion of you know, and it doesn't have to be this exact way. Every service doesn't have to be this exact way. Sometimes we have a Holy Ghost, we call them a Holy Ghost runaway right. or a Holy Ghost shout down and we never even get to the preaching. Right, yeah. So, you no, know.
1: We do it all sorts of ways. You it comes just, all sorts <laughs> of ways. We just, just broke it, it down in.
0: in this podcast to show you, you know, Why each so individual important. part. But yeah. no matter what, you really, in my, not just opinion, but I can, I just showed you through the word, until we have the demonstration of the power we haven't completed what God wants to do in our gathering.
1: Right. And, you know, I thought of this too, Jonathan. Do you remember this? When we uh, were flying out of Tulsa to go to a conference and we went and ate at Shogun, which is a hibachi yes. restaurant, and we were sitting by the oh, strangers. Yeah. Yeah, I know where you you're going. Mm-hmm. And they, we were just eating dinner, and these are just, like, really super just normal people. Normal people. people. Uh, probably in their 50s or high 50s maybe anyway we were just sitting there and they were just hey how you doing stuff like that and we just had a little small talk you know I don't know probably about the weather or something meaningless and all of a sudden the man looked over at us and he goes so this is what I'm seeing on you too and we like looked at him like what and he just started prophesying over us yes. prophesying in our, into our lives about right our ministry on. it was so right on and just had no idea yeah. who these people were or no, what he- and and he just began to prophesy over sure. us right there in Shogun. And yeah. we were like, my my jaw was dropping, not because he was prophesying, but just because it was just out of nowhere. Yes. We weren't talking about church. He didn't know no. we were pastors. And no, we didn't
0: the, know he was a minister. No, we found out later. It Was he a minister? Well, he's, he's connected with a ministry. Yeah. He works closely with a ministry. I don't yeah. know that he's actually, I don't know what you'd call it. Yeah. But God uses him, and well, he did.
1: Obviously, well, yeah, yeah. And so I, I just was thinking, you know, when you are so hungry for God, you will attract those things. Those, you know, people, you know how it is when you're ministering in any setting, whether it's at church or just in, you know, one-on-one with somebody somewhere or whatever, if they're hungry for God, it pulls the gift of God that's in you. Mary and Elizabeth. It pulls on it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're, when Mary met Elizabeth, the baby kicked inside Elizabeth's belly because there was that connection, that anointing, that Holy Spirit, you know, just, uh, and so, um, when you are so hungry for God and you love the manifestations and the power and the presence and the gifts of the Holy Spirit and all those things, when you get around anointed people, you're going to attract that and you're going to pull that out of them. And, man, it's just so cool what can happen just anywhere you go That's and right. everywhere you go. So I love that. That was one of my favorite stories.
0: Yeah. the uh, You're talking about the...
1: At Shogun. At Shogun, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah.
0: It, it was and, and it was just another there's so many ways that god moves in demonstration mm-hmm. it's yes, not just all the time. it's not just falling out under the power but no. some, sometimes so many ways. you know sometimes it's you meet a stranger and he reads your mail yeah exactly you know sometimes um you know the the joy comes that's one of the coolest things is when the joy comes and you don't know why but you're happy and well we just talked about laugh. this yesterday remember yes with my we mom. did with your mom
1: yeah my mom was praying for a couple of years ago she was driving in her car and she just was praying over the conference that was coming up and she said all of a sudden she just starts laughing and she laughed so hard she was belly laughing so hard she had to pull over on the side of the road because she couldn't keep her eyes open because <laughs> when she laughs she kind of you know she yes, cries yes <laughs> like tears yes she was laughing to uh, tears, uncontrollably uncontrollably so she had to pull over on the side of the road get out of the car and bend over like with laughter laughing and then she finally got back in the car and then she started laughing. She started praying and laughing again. Had, had to pull over a second time. <laughs> and yeah. She was, she was she texting me. She said she me. had to
0: get out of the car. Yeah. Because the joy came. Yeah. Yes. And, and,
1: she, and she texted me. What did she say? She, we were just talking about this yesterday.
0: Um, I don't remember how. Oh, she was trying to go somewhere for you. Uh, she was running an errand for you before a conference or something. I don't know. could have that wrong. I don't know. And, and she texted and said, I can't do oh, it because I'm too drunk. Yes.
1: She said, she texted and said, I'm too drunk to drive. And she said, Siri said, if you are too drunk to drive, pull <laughs> the car over now and call a designated driver. That's right.
0: <laughs> and and the backstory to that, the backstory to that is she had been with you all and y'all had had a prayer meeting. Yeah. And people just got, y'all just got drunk on the Holy Ghost. Yes. People laying in the floor, people laughing. And this was the residual of what was left over the next day. Yes. That's so, what happened. Yeah. Oh so yeah. So that's exactly what we've been talking yes. about is that's what happens when you let the word of God come to life. Yes. Because if the word Amen. if the word is just word and it doesn't come to life, even the devil can quote the scripture. Yeah. This is the word becoming life, right. and right. that's what's so uh, important. And there's no way that you can experience all that we've talked about since we started this podcast. Yes, from just you know sitting at home on your couch having quote church by yourself. We've we want got you to, there. We we, we want, want you, you there. there. We love you, and not your just us. Your you pastors, you're wherever you're church, listening yeah. from, whatever your church is, they want you there. They need you there. Yes, that online broadcast is is for. There's a Purpose and a reason for it, but if you can't,
1: if you don't have a church anywhere, or like
0: you're that. it's Tuesday and you want to have church, yeah, either way. But don't forsake the assembling of yourselves yes. together, get in the house of God and jump yep. into every part of the service. Get prepared, jump into the worship, jump into the preaching, and by all means, at the end, get in the altar service, yes. And if you're not in a church that has altar service, get change churches. I'm sorry. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I mean, there you've got to have the demonstration. It's 1 it. uh, Corinthians chapter 2. It's all throughout the scriptures, all throughout the New Testament, and the old. Don't miss out on the promise of God. Don't just accept yes. the promise. Take it all. You want the, the manifestation of the promise. We are almost one hour. We gave people some extra this time because... It's been a while, but it has. It's been fun. It's good, yeah. And uh, hope you've enjoyed tomorrow
1: it. Tomorrow is Sunday, coincidentally for so. us. So I don't know when you're listening <laughs> when, to
0: this, but for us yep, it's Sunday right now. We're going to church tomorrow. But whenever your Sunday or Wednesday comes, get to the house of God. Enjoy it. Enjoy it and have Plug some in. church. Yeah. All right, it's been fun, and we will see you next time. See ya in the launch.